is Nigeria Daily. My name is Lilian Ogazi. It is no longer news. Thousands of Nigerians are currently stranded in Sudan. As a result of the fighting between forces loyal to Sudan's army chief, Abdel Fattah al-Buran, and his deputy, Mohammed Hamdan Daglu, who commands the paramilitary rapid support forces, RSF. Hundreds have been killed since the fight broke out between the forces of the two rival generals in Khartoum, the capital of Sudan. In all of this, over 4,000 Nigerians are currently stranded in the war-torn Sudan. Through this, other countries have evacuated their citizens. What is holding the Nigerian government from evacuating its citizens? Why the delay? Our colleague who covers foreign affairs gives us a story behind the story. My name is Joshua Ademi. I am a diplomatic correspondent with the Lagos Newsroom. You know the situation in uh, Sudan uh, is escalate, has escalated, and um, there are casualties um, almost um, uh, every day. Uh, of course, you will say some other countries, especially the UK, the US, and other EU countries, are already evacuating their people. But uh, the federal government is of the view that they need a go ahead from the gov the authorities in in Sudan uh, you know to provide the window for them to evacuate Nigerians and because of the situation on ground they've informed the Nigerians uh, especially the students there to stay indoor and wait for communications at yesterday as of yesterday night the minister of um, of foreign affairs saying that in the next one to two days the evacuation of Nigerians will begin and of course, you know, they want this process to be uh, safe, you know, so uh, they want to follow all the old process, all the process uh, according to the rules. All right. So um, you're, how long have you been covering diplomatic affairs in Nigeria as yeah, in for, for Daily Trust? Yeah, for a while now. Okay. So based on like things you've observed as one who has been there, you know, can you give us the story behind the story? Why does it always take Nigeria so long to evacuate its citizens from such places when um, situations like this arise, based on what you've observed? You know, these these uh, diplomatic issues as uh, as processes, mm-hmm. and uh, it has to do with the uh, number one, the uh, know-how of the officials there, and uh, the infrastructures you have on ground to facilitate these processes. You know, it was so easy for the US, the UK to evacuate because of their level of um, you know organization and expertise and issues like this. But you know, in Nigeria, we have uh, we have organizations that are duplicating, almost duplicating uh, responsibilities. We have the NITCOM, the Nigerian Diaspora Commission. We have the Foreign Affairs, and we have the the mission in such country. So uh, you know, these organizations, these bodies, we have to meet, to discuss, to analyze situation, to come to an agreement before action is taken. Okay. So I I am sure that is what is happening currently. The, um, the Foreign Affairs Ministry, the NITCOM, and the, uh, the embassy in Khartoum, they are they are already meeting. There, you know, this thing take take time. They are, they are analyzing situation and looking at options. Okay. You know, so it will take time for this update for them to have to come to a conclusion and put their plans into action. So this is based on your experience so far. So yes. currently, what's the update now? Are they are they are they plans to evacuate them as soon as possible? Yes, uh, as at, as of as of yesterday night, uh, it was reported that uh, at least five thousand five Nigerians in uh, Sudan have uh, have uh, indicated interest in uh, being evacuated, and uh, processes are already on 
to make that happen. And the minister has assured that within a day and two days, uh, the evacuation processes will have, uh, you know, uh, begin. And they are looking at they are looking at options. They are looking at Egypt. Egypt that is close uh, to Sudan in terms of land border. Mm. If they can, they can, they can uh, negotiate with the, uh, make an arrangement with the embassy there to at least move the Nigerian, uh, uh, Nigerians there by road to to Egypt. Then from there they evacuate them by flight because according to the uh, chairman of the uh, Nigerian Diaspora Commission, uh, flights flying from Khartoum is uh, somehow difficult now because there's the air been attacked and uh, fly uh, uh, airplanes are being uh, burned down. Mm-hmm. So they are looking at the safest uh, routes for them to get Nigerians out of the place. That was Joshua Odeyemi, Daily Trust diplomatic correspondent, speaking. What is actually the fate and living conditions of Nigerians who are currently in Sudan at the moment? A Nigerian who has lived in Sudan and was on his way back to Sudan but made a U-turn when the crisis all started gives us an insight into what is truly happening there and what Nigerians are facing at the moment. My name is Mohammed Sana Aliyu. I am a journalist. I lived uh, and worked in Sudan uh, for several years. I was also there just two months ago. Well, yes, uh, in order to do, I had I was supposed to go back there and do some reporting. And then when I got there, prepared everything, came back. Uh, this Saturday, that Saturday when this issue started, I was on my way to Sudan, back into Sudan when this thing happened. So I've been at the border in Chad, border with Sudan, all these days. And I just, I just returned okay. into Nigeria, yeah. So that what, is what's happening what is, now. What is happening there at the moment now? Have you been able to, you know, reach out to some people there to know the current state of Nigerians that are there? Yes. In fact, before this call, I've been making uh, several calls uh, talking to uh, Nigerians and people I I know in Sudan who are not even Nigerians. Uh, you should know that Nigeria, Nigeria has about uh, almost 10,000 uh, students who are attending schools in Sudan. Most people may not know this. There are almost 100 universities in Khartoum and Umdurman alone. Umdurman is the twin city across the River Nile from Khartoum, two cities on the on opposite sides of the River Nile. And then, of course, there are countless number of Nigerians who live and work in Sudan. Historically, it's been a place where, you know, people have been moving um, uh, on their way to for Hajj, and some have settled there. They are actually facing acute shortages of food, medicines, water. And uh, recently, there has been acute shortage of electricity, and the internet gets uh, switched off on and off. Uh, I don't really know who is in charge of electricity and internet uh, connections in the country, but it's a fluid situation. So people are desperate for food, desperate for medicines, and there is nowhere for you to go. All the shops, all the markets have been virtually stripped of food and food items. People have are so desperate that they have been breaking down uh, shop doors to cut away anything, to loot the shops and cut away any food they can find. That is the situation. So has this happened before with Nigerians stranded or this is the first time? And you know- This is the first time. This is the first time this kind of situation has happened. South Sudan has had a similar situation, but that's a civil war that has been ongoing for 11 years and they have not uh, been able to resolve it. But this is the first time in Sudan, in, in, in Khartoum, in the north, hmm. that this kind of thing is happening. It's unfortunate, but this is quite out of the blue. So is there, is there a possibility 
that um, these people would find there. Or just like you said, you were you were at the border for a while when you heard that it was happening, so you were stuck at the border. Is there a possibility yeah. people can find their way there just like you did, being that you have um, ample knowledge of um, what Sudan is like? Well, from there are two, three border areas that someone can get into uh, into Sudan right now. Mm-hmm. If somebody wants to get into Sudan or outside Sudan, his his or her best bet right now is to the east. Uh, there is a state called Gadari. It is bordering the uh, bordering Ethiopia. So um, anybody who wants to get out of Sudan should head to Gadari. The only problem some people are having, Nigerians especially, is the Ethiopians are, uh, are saying that Nigerians must have valid visas in their passports before they can leave. And there is no visa uh, service that's operating in Sudan, right? So those Nigerians that found their way to, to the east to the border with Ethiopia, are still stranded there. Uh, but it's safe. That place in the east is safe. There is no fighting there. At least for now, they can now say, okay, we're safe. That was Mohamed Sania Lee there, an independent journalist who used to live in Sudan, speaking. What should the Nigerian government have done differently to see a speedy evacuation of its citizens? After the break, we would find out. Do stay. <music> www.delitrust.com That's the home of news you can trust. And features, analysis, and in-depth reports that are rich. That's right. In addition, you can get much more. But how? Let me introduce you to Trust Plus, where you can get added value. And where is that? Visit the Trust Plus portal and subscribe. You mean subscribe to become a member? Yes, and that entitles you to exciting opportunities. Like what? A chance to connect with Daily Trust journalists to suggest stories you want to read and even contribute in producing the story. Wow, could you show me how to get a Trust Plus? It's simple. You can visit the portal on membership.dailytrust.com now. You are welcome back. This is Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust Online. In this episode, we are looking at the real reason why the Nigerian government is taking so long to evacuate its citizens in Sudan. Before we went on break, we spoke to our colleague who covers foreign affairs, and he told us the story behind the story as to why the government always experienced delays in evacuating its citizens in cases like this. We also heard from Mohamed Sani, an Nigerian who has been based in Sudan, give us a clear description of what exactly is happening in Sudan. According to Sani, Nigeria has almost 10,000 students attending schools in Sudan, thus making way above the government's official 4,000 people. What should the government have done earlier to see its people were evacuated before things escalated? What options are available to those there at the moment? I put these questions and more to a diplomat. My name is Ambassador Hassan Dinka Ardo, a former Nigerian High Commissioner to Trinidad and Tobago with concurrent accreditation to Grenada, uh, Commonwealth of Dominican, Suriname, uh, Barbados, and uh, other smaller islands in South America. Honestly speaking, we do have such uh, challenges, even uh, during the COVID period, we have such kind of challenges, not because of anything. Sometimes it depends on the Nigerian representative in the respective country, how they took up the matter and 
went, have they sent a reporter to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and the action taken by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs? Sometimes you have some delays in taking action or in reporting the, the matter, this uh, situation on ground. Most of the time we have that uh, delay. And then secondly, Sometimes we have an uh, issue of funding. Most Nigerian missions uh, are finding it difficult sometimes to evacuate their citizens in, if you have crisis like this because the funding is sometimes uh, elliptical and you find out that you want to evacuate, but if, if there is no enough funds, you cannot do that. And sometimes it's capital intense because if you look at the exchange rate and the rest of things, you find it difficult. But once you have funds, it's easier to evacuate uh, your citizen. And that is the priority of any embassy, mm. wherever you are, that is your priority. All right. So at this point now, what other options do they have to make this um, as speedy as it can be? I think the, the the staff of the embassy, the ambassador there and the staff of the embassy need to speed up action by taking all necessary action to protect the citizens of Nigeria there by making sure that they are in safety hands and they're in safety environment mm. before the evacuation. And then equally, we're also calling on government always. We should try and make provisions for emergency like this, that we should have enough funds in our embassy so that in case of emergency, once you see there are looming crisis in an area, you should have an emergency funds that you can lay your hands on immediately you can evacuate Nigerian citizens. But sometimes you find it difficult that because of the size of the country and then the economic situation of the country, you find out that the funds are not there. And once the funds are not there, the embassy's hands are tied. You find out that it's difficult for them not to evacuate their citizens most of the time. So we are advising that at all time, at least, we need, once, once we have such kind of crisis, you need some funds reserved. And people should be prudent enough in spending the, uh, their money uh, in the embassy. Well, and how about the Nigerians that are there at the moment? What options do they have? You know, what would you I, advise them to do? I think the, the, the option that we have now is for them to last with the embassy staff, the, the ambassador there and other staff to last with them now and get a safety place where they can stay before the evacuation. Because without that, they will run into tro uh, problems and people will be scattered across the country. And you don't know where you find yourself. You run into trouble in the, 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 the danger area because uh, crossing the red line... Uh, either from the, the pro or against uh, the government, you run into trouble. So what it is for them to come together and then last with the embassy and find a safety place mm. and then provide a security for them pending the evacuation. That was Ambassador Hassan Jika Ardu, former Nigerian High Commissioner to Trinidad and Tobago. Hmm. God bless Nigeria. And that wraps up the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. To everyone whose voices we heard on the show, we say a big thank you. My name is Lilian Okazi, and bye for now. Music